she totally humbled herself. And I felt like that in itself was a great lesson, how to open when you know that you are kind of at a different level or different footing. You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Wednesday, so this is our hashtag one thing episode. Sangram and I discuss various topics that are applicable to you and our community, like personal development, trends in the marketplace, big wins, big mistakes, and more. Here we go. Welcome back to the Flip My Funnel podcast. My name is James Carberry, and I'm joined as always by Sangram Vajre. Sangram, I am super pumped about today's episode. We're going to be talking about five things you learned while you were at Connex, the content experience put on by Uberflip a few weeks ago. And I'm really fired up to dive into this stuff. Same year, man. I think every conference I go to, and I've been very fortunate this year to be speaking at some of these conferences. I really, really crave to sit in some of these sessions because if you don't sit in the sessions, you're not learning. And I feel like I just don't want to be that person who just goes, speaks, and comes back. So at this particular conference, Connex, where I was speaking as well, I got a, able to, I was able to sit in some of these sessions. And man, I learned so much that I wanted to share with everybody. That's incredible, man. I was actually doing a B2B growth dinner. Shortly after Connex, I think I flew into Toronto. I think I think we were actually in the air in the same day. You were flying out as I was flying in because I had a B2B growth dinner planned there and I just didn't plan ahead enough to actually go to the conference. But a few of the people at dinner were there and they said the conference was incredible. So your first takeaway was actually from Anne Handley, kind of the original, the OG, if you will, of content marketing. What was your takeaway from Anne? Yeah, Anne is such an incredible speaker. People should follow her. It's Anne Hanley. And she she runs Marketing Profs. Great person to talk talk about content. She wrote a book on Everybody Writes. Uh, It's a phenomenal book. One of my favorite books as well. And, And she said in the opening that, you know, find a home or stop producing irrelevant content. So he was trying to make a point that, look, 80, 90% of the content that most marketing and salespeople are generating or creating is just not being used. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, if you don't have a home and if you know that your content does not have a home, then, then just stop producing it. If 80, 90% of your content is garbage and if your sales team is not using it for enablement or driving demand or, or it's stale, you know, I think you'd be better served if you just get rid of those and just focused all of your time, energy, and resources on those incredible assets that you and your team can actually use and, and use in many different ways, but really focus in on some of the most important piece of content as opposed to just keeping producing this irrelevant idea where people just try to produce three blog posts a week, two ebooks a month, and three or five webinars a quarter. Like instead of just doing all those things, want to just focus on a few and just double down on it. Yeah. Has that ever been a struggle for you, Sangram, either at Terminus or any of your other roles? It, it definitely was a struggle for me, James, at Pardot, quite frankly, when, mm-hmm. when I went to the acquisition at Exact Target and Salesforce, because at that time, the content produced the production was like, you know, like we just had three incredibly amazing people on the content team. And we used to produce so much content. And I think I think we have shared this before. We used to generate 3,000, 4,000 leads a month. 
So at wow. that time, content producing was driving leads. And that was the only way we were measured from a success or not. Is marketing doing their job? Well, let's see how many leads they create. So mm-hmm. for us, that was the way. But I remember, I don't know if you've chatted about this in the podcast, Joe Chernoff, who was working with HubSpot many years ago, and where HubSpot really created their whole content engine and is known for great content, he said that they did a study, and this really supports this point that Anne is making, is they did a study, and out of their, like, I think 70, 80,000 pieces of content that they have created, so really a lot, right? Like, HubSpot is a machine. Yeah. And they, they looked at it and said that only, I think, 3 to 5% of their content was was even viewed and utilized. And there's more stats uh, we can find out later on and share. But but his point really was the same. And this was data-driven point and was just making a point there of like, oh, why are you wasting your time? But he had a yeah. data that says that, man, our content wasn't all used by every single person. Yeah. And I know for them, they had a big emphasis on SEO and kind of the long tail implications of what that content was doing. But I know that I know at least as I've tried to think through SEO and and ranking certain articles for for certain terms, it's it's just getting so, so hard to organically rank because everyone's trying to do the same thing. And so unless you have I would imagine, uh, you know, I, I didn't hear Ann's talk, but I would imagine that, you know, a lot of the companies she's talking to. They don't really have a, a, a plan or an approach to rank long term for specific keywords. They're just kind of throwing content up. So if it's not being used and it's not going to get the long tail benefit that, you know, that SEO can bring, then kind of why, you know, just stop doing it, stop producing it and hyper focus on a few pieces of content that uh, are actually going to move the needle in the business. The the next talking point that you brought up, Sangram, as we were thinking through this offline, you said it was a something from Andrew Davis, who I've, I've actually heard great things about Andrew. I don't think I've ever heard him speak in person before, but I've heard great things from multiple people. Talk to us about what you learned from Andrew. Oh, Andrew, a phenomenal speaker. I'd have, this was our first time. We we went a night before for axe throwing. So if anybody has never done axe throwing, it was a lot of fun. And, and we just chatted a little bit uh, then and then at, at the event. He started his presentation with this this story of him I think he was with his family and they were at this restaurant where there was this, this fish tank. And then he saw a goldfish there. And then of course, everybody, you know, who's in the marketing sales world knows that this is a very commonly used phrase saying, Hey, the attention span is less than that of a goldfish. Right. So his immediate reaction was that, well, the goldfish is just going to go look at him and just go away. But then he said the goldfish over there was right at the same spot, looking at him, the whole time, for whatever reason, they had this, the, the table right next to the fish tank. And it was throwing rocks at him for about 11 minutes. And he had a whole video. So he wasn't making this up. He had a video. He was showing that, look, this goldfish is looking at me. And look, it's throwing rocks at me. So clearly, goldfish has a more time. But, but really, the bigger point that he was trying to make is stop thinking that it's your customer fault when they don't pay attention. Mm. It, really your fault. And and I think about this as something like uh, like myself. I don't go to websites and spend a lot of time sometimes because it's not relevant to me, but I will watch Netflix for five hours straight yep. uh, and watch a couple of movies, right? Bench watcher shows, whatever that might be. So it's not customer's fault. And, and he made a really interesting point. He said, 
think how you can grab as opposed to just thinking about how you can hold attention of grab just holding grabbing the tension by clicking clickbaits and, and things like that or we'll think about grab and hold the attention and i think yeah. that that's a lesson for all of us. Yeah. And and honestly, Singram, I think that's why podcasting is as powerful as it is because the the nature of the platform, you know, you're holding people's attention. The reason you're getting so much traction on the show, that we're getting so much traction on the show is because you're interviewing incredible people. You're talking about content that's that's interesting to people and you're doing it inside of a medium of podcasting where you know, folks can consume this content passively while they're at the gym, while they're mowing the lawn, while they're driving to work. And, uh, and I think because of that, you're, you're holding a whole lot of attention with the Flip My Funnel podcast. So I, I think that supports Andrew's point in a big way. Absolutely. I think uh, we, we are obviously super blessed to be doing this. And it's funny, like when we start, well, maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe three months later, we may not be doing it daily. And here we are almost towards the end of the year and we're going strong. Yeah. Yeah. So this third takeaway from Connex is from, I might butcher her last name, but it's Caitlin Angelaw. She's a global social media leader at DocuSign. Talk to us about what you learned from Caitlin. Oh, Caitlin was amazing. I, I think she humanized the whole speaking circuit uh, for me because she walked out on the stage and, and this, anybody who's, who's a speaker or is presenting, this is something for the, for all of them, uh, including Anybody who might be a professional speaker and, and maybe doing this every time she walked on the stage and she said, oh, my gosh, what an amazing set of speakers. I think right before her, Andrew Davis and Anne Hanley and Jay Bear, all of them, them spoke. So clearly she was, you know, just like, wow, these are all professional speakers, right? They get paid to speak. So clearly they all know how to present and how to move around the stage. And she just walked out and humbled herself and said, hey, look, I'm a practitioner, I, I'm not a professional speaker like these folks. So I'm I'm not sure if I'm gonna really like wow you like like they did, but I'm just gonna tell you what I do for a living. And and she just started with that humility as opposed to trying to come off like, hey, I am the social media manager or leader at DocuSign. She totally humbled herself, and I felt like that in itself was a great lesson how to open when you know that you are kind of at a different level or different footing and, and, yeah. and really get grab attention. So that, that itself was a great lesson. And the second thing she really, she talked about Facebook, she talked about social media and a whole bunch of ways how DocuSign is using social media. But she said, and I think this is the big point of takeaway is think like a publisher, not like a corporate team. Mm. And, and what James, I think she was trying to, to really get people to think about is that they started to do this Facebook live on a very regular basis. And they, what they saw was the engagement from their customers and future customer on Facebook live was much higher than any other medium. So they started to just do sort of webinars and stuff like that. They just did for Facebook live. And every time they did it, they got more engagement, more conversation going, more opportunities to work on, more customer interaction. So engagement was through the roof. So they just doubled down on this idea of being acting like a publisher. I love it. I love it. It's something I, I think about a whole lot. And really, I think it goes back to Andrew Davis's point where your customers having the attention span of a goldfish is not their fault. It's your fault. You need to think like a publisher and put out content that is actually going to not just grab your your customer's attention, but maintain that attention and and hold that attention. And so I, I, I love what Caitlin said there. The, this fourth takeaway is from 
Laura Ramos. Can you talk about what Laura said? This one, this, I've, I've got a feeling you're going to be particularly passionate about this one. <laughs> yeah. So Laura Ramos, uh, for those uh, who you don't know her, she's an incredible analyst. She's with Forrester. She speaks at a ton of conference around account-based marketing, marketing and sales strategy, just being a, a, an incredible speaker and, and a thought leader uh, from my perspective when it comes to the content around marketing and sales. And being an analyst, she always have a, a point of view around certain things. And she had a small group setting where she was talking about the trend that's happening around account-based marketing. And she said, stop thinking about account-based marketing, start thinking about account-based engagement. And I think that really created a ton of in- excitement for me because yes, we talked about ABM, it's a category and we think about it, but the, at the end of the day, it, it's not about just marketing do their thing. The only reason we call it account-based marketing is because marketing has been behind the eight ball. They need mm-hmm. to work with sales to drive and, and start thinking about sales, what it think about accounts, not just leads. So that's why it's called account-based marketing. But she started to, to really make a point that people and the customers, their customers and marketers and sales teams are, are really struggling with measuring success. And, and her big point was start thinking about account-based engagement and use engagement as a metric, which again, as you know, we are 100% bought in and behind that. I love it. I love it. All right. This fifth one and last point that you're going to make here, Sangram, is from Matthew Lunn. And and he's actually got a really, really cool background with Pixar and The Simpsons. And can you talk to us about what you learned from Matthew? All right. So this Matthew took the cake. Uh, I love Andrew and Caitlin, Laura, like all the incredible Jay Bear, all these incredible speakers that were there. But man, Matthew was the real deal in in many ways. And I say that because he shared all of these things that we all desperately think about, right? And and care about, which is the idea of storytelling. And he was, he's a writer, he's a story consultant and speaker for about 25 years. He he was part of the crew that created characters for the Pixar movies. So characters that we all know and all of those, he was one of the crew member. He was the writer. He was one of the who were sitting in the room coming up with these stories and these attention-grabbing two-liners or one-liners that we see on Netflix and that to click on it, he is one of those people. So it was awesome where he shared how the story thinking and, and what happens in those rooms and how people come up with ideas. So I can go into all of the details on this one, but here is the part that he really drilled into each and every one of us who were sitting in that room just in awe. And he said, look, Storytelling, as people think, is one of the most important things. Storytelling is not about what you want. Rather, it is about how you make the audience feel. And to me, it was such an incredible... I don't remember every single thing he said. And then he was right. He said, you are not going to remember everything everyone is going to say is right. But you're going to remember how they made you feel. So I think about going back and Handley made me feel that, wow, maybe I'm doing some stuff that, uh, that that's not important. Andrew Davis talked about this whole goldfish thing. And then it made me really feel that, wow, am I, am I really focusing on the right? Am I grabbing and holding attention? Caitlin really got into thinking like, are we double downing on things that we're good at? Um, mm-hmm. Laura most really evoked the feeling around engagement opposed to just, just talking about tactics and tools that we use. So he said, look, you may not remember anything, your product pitch, your salesperson, then you may be sending your product feature. But if you're being a great salesperson, 
you are going to make your customers and future customers feel great. And, and if you can make them feel how they want to feel, win. Mm, I love it. Singram, this is, this has been fantastic. Um, now you've, you've got me even more jealous that I, uh, that I didn't go to Connex <laughs> this year. What's, what's the challenge that you have for listeners that are taken in this episode today? I think we can just reiterate the last part because it's, it's more important because people may not remember what we talked about on the podcast today. They might remember how we made them feel. So hopefully we, we made them feel curious. We made them made people feel or made you feel who's listening right now, thinking about their own life and career and storytelling and how they can double down on their strengths and how they can grab and hold attention. So the challenge for everybody is that Think about any meeting that you might be going today or tomorrow that is really, really important. And you have all the data, all the stats, all the graphs, all the examples, and you know in your heart and mind that you have the best, best story to tell. Don't forget that the people in the room are not going to remember all those stats and figures and the data that you, you know, nerded on all, you know, all day, all night, all week, all month. Yep. They're going to remember how you made, how you're making them feel. So yeah. if that's your goal, to win that conversation and win that team and the group over, then just don't forget to, to leave your story with just data and numbers. Make sure that you're leaving everybody with the feeling of whatever it is that you're trying to achieve. I love that. Sangram, this has been fantastic as always. For those of you listening, if you have not left a review of the Flip My Funnel podcast on Apple Podcasts yet, please go and do that. It helps us get more exposure within iTunes. And uh, we really want this content impacting as many people as it possibly can. So thank you so much for listening. Hope you have a fantastic day. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time. 